0: Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And today I'm going to do, a, well, my podcast is uh, in relation to the Australian Share Ownership Study, which was put out by the ASX. I, they published it in June. And uh, uh, because I've been doing that other uh, seven-part series on how to be a successful trader, um, I put it on the back burner to sort of tackle it now. And the Australian Share Ownership Study, something the Australian S- Securities I- exchange if i can say that correctly australian securities exchange almost said stock exchange because um, that was their old name Uh, they changed their name a few years back but uh, they do this every few years the share ownership study and it provides the latest research on share ownerships and the attitudes knowledge and behavior of retail investors in relation to shares and investing in australia i'm only going to cover the information on one page if you just let me move my page around i'm just i'd start off with one of the pages and it's about how do australians feel about investing now the mood among direct in share market investment community is disciplined and long term now this is a direct quote from this page and then i'll handle um people's overall attitudes and the percentages etc but this is what the report's actually saying the share ownership study measures attitudes towards investing in the share market among investors who held direct investments Figure 22, which I'll quote in a minute, shows the proportion of direct investors who strongly agreed with each statement about investing. As can be seen, direct investors have accepted that this is not a time for quick wins. The most widely held beliefs about the share investing were the need for long-term outlook, 55%, and the discipline approach, 53%. Supporting this was a claimed need for continuous learning, 46%. The difference in survey method in 2014 makes direct comparison of the 2014 results to previous years inadvisable. However, directionally, the trends are similar. Attitudes are among direct investors, um, as in previous years, and responses um, have been used to break direct investors into four distinct segments based on knowledge. Um, and I'll cover those probably in another video. Um, Um, podcast just to give you an idea but a couple of them are are dabblers um, and delegators Um, dabblers is 32% of dabblers are are direct investors and um, 19% are delegators and obviously delegators would um, hand over their responsibility for their portfolio to somebody else but I'll get into that figure 22 which is the overall attitudes of direct investors and at the top of the list at 55% Um, can only succeed if invested for the long term. Now, remember, this is uh, in the investment um, survey or the share ownership survey for investors. Um, And what it's saying is that investors who strongly agreed with each statement about investing. So 55% agreed with can only succeed if invested for the long term. Now, as a trader, I think I disagree with that one. But as an investor, I can understand how a lot of people think that um, because buy and hold is still very, very prevalent um, in our society. Um, you know, I was only um, chatting to a tow truck driver, which is strange for me to chat to a tow truck driver. Not, nothing bad about it. But uh, this tow truck driver said to me, he goes, um, well, you only lose money if you don't sell. Sorry, if you only lose money if you sell. If you don't sell, you don't lose money. And I said, mm, I think I can need to talk to you about that because you can lose money if you don't sell. And I just reminded him of the GFC and stocks like Babcock and Brown and ABC Centres just to name two of them. Uh, if not selling, it costs you your money. Um, the second highest um, conviction to a statement, which is 53%, or investors who strongly agreed with the statement, 53% said, I have a fairly disciplined approach to the share market. Um, and here again, I'd just say that's um, probably affectionately BS because the majority of the in- investors that I know uh, and I've met and, and I've spoken to many thousands over the last few decades and, and had them approach me, at, you know, presentations I've done and or wherever else I've been. And I'd just say 53% of them don't have a fairly disciplined approach to in the share market, and I think it'd probably be about 80% don't have a disciplined approach. But this is where I'm thinking with this statement is, is people like, it's rather than what they actually are. I think there's a lot of these statements where people, when they're ticking it, it's what how they like to perceive that they do it rather than exactly what they actually do. And as I keep going through, you'll probably pick that up in even further. Um, and people like to think that they're fairly disciplined at their approach to the share market, whereas they're not really. That's what I'm sort of saying here. 50% said um, agreed, strongly agree with like owning shares but will never be a major part of my investments. That's that fear of losing coming into it and so people treat share market as a bit of a dabbling and that's what I mentioned before that 32% of direct investors are dabblers. So they don't want to make it a major part of their investments because of that fear of the unknown, fear of failure, etc, uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. 46% like the continuous learning, understanding the share market Um, and to me there's a difference and you probably heard me say there's a difference between information and education continuous learning is to me not information which is what most people they get bombarded with information that's not learning that's just information 45% um, agree strongly agree with I am keen to find out more about the share market yep I know a lot of people that are very keen to find out more about the share market how many do is a different point 44% um, becoming more self-reliant in how I make my investment decisions That's a wish that a lot of people have or desire a lot of people do have. Um, And I would agree with that one. Um, 43% um, said, when it comes to investing in shares, I rely on the advice of experts. Well, um, I would say that's probably a pretty correct statement in in terms, not that the statement's correct, but um, I would agree with a lot of people do rely on experts, but then what's an expert? I always say to people rely on yourself, but no, Yourself, what you're actually doing, but um, a lot of people. But what is an expert in some people's opinion when you look at some of the rest of the survey where people get their information? And it will really highlight you, but a big chunk of people say they get their information from friends and relatives. Hmm, experts. 43% say or strongly agree, I thoroughly enjoy managing my investments. Fantastic. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that one. I enjoy managing my investments. Uh, 43% only really consider safer blue-chip shares. Um, that's very, 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 very wise for investors that, to do that with considering safe blue-chip shares. And, you know, I think that's probably a good statistic. 43% would probably actually be doing uh, doing that. But again, there's still a lot of people that are looking at blue-chip shares. They buy penny dreadfuls and all sorts of other things. 43% strongly agree with, I understand how the share market works. Another one that I'd say... Um, I wouldn't agree with simply because of the people I talk to all the time. You know, when I, uh, I often say to people, I mean, I uh, recently did a couple of speaking engagements and uh, I mentioned how a lot of people say to me that they're traders, but then when I ask them how they trade, they say Comsec. And they've got no, just because they bought and sold a share, they call themselves a trader. And so people have that wrong perception of who, who they are and their level of knowledge. And I understand how the share market works, 43% strongly agree with that. I would strongly say that they don't necessarily, they have a perception of the share market. They don't necessarily fully understand how it works properly and how they can make money from it. It's probably a little bit different. or well, my perception is a little bit different. 42% strongly agree with taking into account quality of corporate governance when investing. That's really nice and that's great. And um, I think... What does that mean? Does that mean you just buy BHP because it's a good company, because you understand it's a good company? have actually done your research into its corporate governance or national bank or, um, you know, Combank that sort of stuff. I say a lot of people, they don't get down into reading the reports and looking at the, who's the directors and that sort of stuff. I'd say very few people would actually get into that. They would just take it for granted that blue chip shares actually have that. And they do. I mean, obviously in Australia, there's lots of rules and regulations around corporate governance. Um, and having quality corporate governance. So I would agree that that's very important to a lot of people. And it's important to me as a trader that, you know, I'm w- well-managed shares, etc. as well. 41% strongly agreed with the statement, I find the share market an exciting challenge. Got to do that one too. I got to agree with them on that one. 37% strongly agree with, I am confused by all the information on shares these days. Um, I'd say it's not 37%. I'd say it about 87% would be confused by all the information on shares these days not 37 percent and again i think uh, a lot of people um, think they've got it handled i've been in doing sessions for financial advisors and one of the questions i i've had uh, is to hey dale how do you cope with all that minefield of information that's out there and sort out the wood from the trees and what's quality and what's not and if financial planners are asking me that question then i'm sure average mums and dads and joe blows out there would probably be asking the same thing um so and and i don't comes up all the time i'm confused what do i look at what do i trust um what is relevant to me and and a lot of people take things out of context all the time they take investing information out of context and put it into a trading context and vice versa or something that's going on internationally and put it into the context of australia which may not necessarily be the right thing to do and people do that all the time, and um, so being confused by all the information on the shares, I'd say there's a lot more people that are confused than are actually putting their hands up for it. Thirty-seven percent of people also strongly agree with prefer companies that are ethically, socially, and environmentally responsible. Mm. Again, that's uh, that's you know um, ethical investment uh, for what's what's ethical for one person, maybe something different to another person, but um, you know, thirty-seven percent. Yeah, I think I could handle that one. Thirty-five percent strongly agree when it comes to investing in shares. I rely on my own gut feeling. Interesting. When you know up the top when we talked about forty-three um, percent so they rely on experts' advice of experts, and and thirty-five um, percent so they rely on their own gut feeling. Hmm. Gut feeling to me. I mean, people say to me, you can't trade on gut feeling, and and to me my definition of gut feeling is knowledge plus experience is intuition or gut feeling so you can trade on gut feeling if you have the knowledge and you have the experience most people's gut feeling is based on lack of knowledge and fear so it's a little bit different 34 percent strongly agreed with know enough about the share market to confidently make buy and sell decisions uh, and again i think uh, a lot of a lot of people are overestimating their ability 32 percent Strongly agreed to that uh, to succeed is a matter of luck, being in the right place at the right time. 32% of people believe that. Wow. Hmm. I think we need to have a chat about that one, don't we? Uh, I don't think being a successful person in the share market has anything to do with luck or being in the right place at the right time. 29% of people uh, strongly agreed with the statement, you can never get wealthy just by owning shares. Hmm. I think I disagree with that one too. Um, you can be very, very wealthy just by owning shares and I know a lot of people would do. Um twenty seven percent of people, uh strongly agree with this statement, generally get better returns than professionals by relying on own decisions. Um Yeah, twenty seven percent of people could be probably well, we are doing that. I think there's a lot of perception out there by a lot of people, I know this was more so during the GSE when a lot of people Saw their managed funds hitting the dirt, and their um, direct portfolios were going south. And a lot of people said, "Well, the professionals are losing me money. So how much worse can I actually do? Unless I'm to blame, I can blame myself for it rather than the professionals." Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> Yeah, and so a lot of people think that they can make better decisions than professionals. And and look, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think a lot of people can make better decisions or rely on their own decisions and get better returns than professionals. Because there's a whole different ballgame now for an individual investor than it is for a professional fund manager. Professional fund managers, you're um, hand tied quite regularly with regulation, what you can and can't do, how you're going to do that, how you place your trades, where you put the money and all the costs involved and some of the costs involved that absolutely would spin your head um, in terms of how to manage somebody's portfolio in a professional manner that um, all the costs that are involved in doing that will detract from the return that they're going to give you doesn't mean the person managing your portfolio is not good at what they do it just means that now they are, they are quite often as i said um, hung in terms of will placed in handcuffs and i was only speaking to a uh, a friend of mine who's a, a trader and he's um, in the broking industry and um taking over a mandate to run a uh, uh, portfolios for people and he was reading the PDS of the this new thing that he was supposed to be taking over and i had lunch with him and he said dale how i've got to run this is totally foreign to the way i'd want to do it in terms of you know i've got to break rules as a trader that i don't want to break and I said, yeah, that's the ethical dilemma that you're going to have to have. You know you should be doing X when you have to do Y because of how you've got to run that. And uh, and that really does make it difficult for some of the professionals to really do outperform the market or perform better than an individual. Now, you know, yeah, I'm a fund manager and we do perform better than a lot of individuals. But there are individuals that will perform much better than we do simply because... You're not constrained in the handcuffs that some of us professionals have to to deal with but it's a quite an interesting as i said um, you can get this um survey from or the share ownership study from the asx for free you just go to their website if you want to download it yourself um just type into there i don't know exactly can't remember exactly where i found it um but it's on the asx website i know it's there and i know it's for free and i know if you go to the asx website and turn go to the search area and just type in the share ownership study it should pop up in a pdf for you to download and have a read but quite an interesting uh, outlook on how people think about investing how people think about brokers where they get their information from Um, but uh, again it's normally i I find that in when it comes to the share market men constantly overestimate their knowledge and ability and women um, constantly underestimate that Um, i find women make better investors because they're more risk adverse um and not that don't have as much bravado as the men have as well but to me this highlights the general mood of the market and why if you educate yourself properly that there's plenty of blue sky at the top and there's very little competition for good traders out there because most people won't take the time and effort to to actually make a successful um, trading career Um, and even an active investor active investors are far more profitable than passive investors and that's where you know that 55% who strongly agree with can only succeed if invested for the long term you know you make make much more money if you are more active in your investing um, and setting stop losses and using those sorts of things but hopefully the information here has been interesting to you and you know I'm quite happy to have people make comment on it if you want to ask me questions and that as I said I'm going to do a couple more um, just using this um, share ownership study uh, a few more podcasts on that just to highlight a few other areas of how people really do think about the market here in Australia and how it's changed you know like how there's actually less direct investors in the Australian market now than one there was 10 years ago interesting fact but I'll leave that with you Um, you've been listening to Talking Wealth I'm Dale Gillam the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within Take care, have a great fortnight and um, good luck and good trading Bye bye Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.